Question for you. Have you ever experienced a moment of clarity or an aha moment that changed the way you did things from then on? I've experienced many of those moments in my business, but one of the most powerful ones was when I decided to focus on podcast management as my niche in my virtual assistant business. That single decision was a turning point in my life, essentially, and led to more fulfillment, profit, confidence, and structure in my business. The thing is, we're told to niche down all the time. I heard it before, but I didn't really understand how powerful and true it was until I put it into practice in my own business. In today's episode, I'm going to share how niching down to podcast management transformed the way I approached my service-based work. If you've been thinking about niching down, especially if you're considering podcast management, this episode is for you. You're listening to the Support Squad Podcast, where virtual assistants come together to share their best business tools and tips. Virtual Assistant for Life Coach Sharon Nissen created the Support Squad with a firm belief in community over competition. Whether you're a new virtual assistant looking for advice on how to get started or an established virtual assistant looking to expand your skills and invite even more abundance into your career, you're in the right place. Working from home doesn't have to be lonely. We're in this together. Now, here she is, the host of the Support Squad podcast, Sharon Nissen. Hey, hey, you guys, welcome in. I'm so excited that you're here, and I'm excited to share a little bit about my story today. So if you've been listening to the Support Squad podcast for a while, you've probably heard pieces of my story here or there, and I just kind of want to bring you up to speed a little bit. When I first started my virtual assistant business, as I've shared on the podcast before, I literally had no idea what I was doing. So I hopped out onto the uh, freelancing platform upwork.com and I just started searching for jobs. And definitely at the beginning, it was just any job that I kind of felt like I could do and I would do it for pretty much any kind of client. And so I was just looking for basically any job description where I was like, huh, yeah, I could probably do that. There was no real rhyme or reason to my strategy for offering my services or finding clients. Eventually, I landed my first client that I really connected with. She was a spiritual life coach, and I started to realize how much I really enjoyed working with her. I loved supporting her mission. I loved the content that I was helping her create. And so I decided, okay, I'm starting to get this. Like, I can actually work for people that I really enjoy working with. I don't just have to take whatever comes my way. And so at first, um, I niched down my, my business, but I just niched it by the types of clients I was working with. I started realizing um, spiritual entrepreneurs were who I really liked to work with, and it felt really good. It made it easier for me to find clients because I had a little more focus and I knew what kind of person I was looking for. But the problem was I still hadn't niched down my services. So for each of these four clients, I so I had four main clients that I served over the course of three or four years. And of those four clients at the beginning, I was doing everything for them. (laughs) You know, they were looking for someone that could help support them with everything. And I was like, okay, well, I can pretty much do everything. Um, You know, I was a pretty talented gal, not to brag, but I could pretty much do whatever my clients asked me to do. And so I was doing a lot of different things. I was managing people's inboxes. I was helping them onboard clients into their business. I was helping support their launches. I was running their affiliate programs, not to mention all the content creation I was doing for social media and all that kinds of stuff. And then one day, one of my clients was like, hey, can you help me? I want to start a 
a podcast. Um, can you help me launch my podcast? And I was like, sure, <laughs> why not? I've never done it before, but I've pretty much figured out I can learn how to do most things. So I did end up supporting her with launching and then managing her podcast. And it was like, big light bulb. I was like, holy cow, I love doing this. Like podcasting is so fun. And so I also realized how powerful podcasting was. I started to see how in bringing a podcast into my client's business, it transformed into a strategy that went throughout her entire business. Basically, every single piece of content that we created for the podcast was related to her offers. And I started to see how podcasts can really be the foundation for a strong content marketing strategy. So I started to introduce the idea of podcasts to my other clients. I was like, Hey, you know, we've been, we've been blogging a lot. We've been creating videos here or there, but I think if you show up, um, in like a podcast every week, us having that systematic process for creating content, it could be really valuable to your business. Um, so they were pretty much all sold. And before I knew it, all of my clients had podcasts that I was managing that I helped them launch. And so on top of there being kind of being um, kind of an all purpose virtual assistant for my clients, I was also now their podcast manager. So, which was great. I love the podcast management and I actually still kind of enjoyed the other work I was doing for them, but it was really, really hard for me to find any kind of rhythm or structure to my day. And then in March of 2020, we all remember (laughs) the pandemic hit. And before I knew it, my work time had been cut almost to nothing because my kids were now home with me. I was managing their virtual schooling and it was just me and my kids in our house every day. And I still had these four core clients that I was managing the back ends of their business, doing all of these different things for them and managing their podcasts. And I started to think like, this isn't sustainable. I'm not going to be able to be in these people's inboxes every day. I'm not going to be able to provide that same level of consistent support that I have been. So how can I show up and serve my clients still in a way that isn't going to make us lack quality in a way where we're still going to be able to be consistent in our work together. And I realized the only piece that worked was podcast management. That was the only service that I felt confident about helping my clients with on a consistent basis throughout the pandemic when I had no space or time to work. And we'll get a little bit more into this, but the reason was because podcasting was so structured. Other things in their business, like managing their email, helping them with all these different things, I just couldn't plan for it in my day. I wasn't as available. But I knew that if we're putting out a weekly podcast episode, and I knew exactly all of the elements that were included in that, I could carve out that little bit of space to keep that consistency for them and for myself. And I also found during the pandemic that my clients, they stepped back a lot of what they were doing too. But the one place that they didn't want to slack off, the one place where they continued to want to show up was within their podcast because they'd seen the value of having that content in that platform. So even though I was kind of forced to finally niching down, I saw how powerful it was for me and my clients to have that kind of focus together. And so that's why I'm excited to share even more about why I love podcast management. So let's get into this. Let's zoom out a little bit. 
why podcast management? Why, why did I decide that that's what I wanted to do? Why did I find that fun? And so one thing, you know, like I was saying with my clients, I was so good at so many different things. And not only was I good at them and I could do them, but I really enjoyed having some diversity in my work, doing lots of different things. You know, I've, I've always considered myself to be very creative, but I found um, through my business that I really enjoy creating systems and structures and processes and, and, um, supporting my clients with all of that. I also loved being able to do all the creative stuff with my clients, helping with social media, content creation, graphics, writing, all of those things. And then I, my favorite thing was working with my clients on strategy. So helping to figure out the next best steps in their business, um, what our focus should be, how to align their content with their offers. And when I got into podcasts, management, I realized that it was the thing that helps me combine all of those things that I loved and that I was so good at. Because inside podcast management, I was able to use my tech skills to help them edit. I was able to use my project management skills to help them create systems um, and structure for producing the podcast. I was able to be creative, create graphics, audio graphics, um, reels, um, all of that fun stuff. I've been able to do it all as a podcast manager. And I realized I don't have to offer everything to everyone in order to use all of my skills. It can all be packaged up in a pretty little podcast management package. So I was really excited to find um, that I had finally figured out this specialty, this niche that used all of the things that I love to do. And another really beautiful thing happened when I niched to podcast management. My clients started referring me to their friends because here's the deal. If you have a specific ideal client, and then you also have a specific specialty that you offer to those specific clients, guess what? Those clients all have friends within their industry. And if you become their go-to girl for this one thing, um, you know, I helped launch and manage my clients' podcasts successfully. So when their friends were coming to them and asking like, hey, I noticed you have a podcast. How's that going? I've been thinking of starting one. Who helped you with yours? It was really easy for my clients to be like, uh, this girl over here, she's the one you need. And I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but referrals are actually one of the best ways to find high quality clients that value value you. Because think about it. If we only find clients through job postings, what they're looking for is someone to just fill that role. You know, they want to make sure that your skill, that you, um, they want to make sure you can do the job, but they're not looking specifically for you. Whereas if you get a referral from somebody, that person knows who you are. Like not only that you can do the work, but you are the go-to girl for that that work. And I love that my clients were starting to see me as that and starting to talk about me to their friends and colleagues in that way. And it became this really great way of bringing in new leads into my business, making new connections and getting more entrenched in this industry that I already loved so much. So yeah, finding clients was great. Being able to more easily, you know, market myself, that was awesome. But the absolute game changer for me when it came to podcast management was the structure. It allowed me to bring to my business and to my, like my daily, weekly, monthly life. 
See, podcasts are pretty consistent. You know, you launch a podcast, most podcasters are going to make it one of their top priorities to put out a podcast episode every week. And the other thing I started to notice with my clients is that yes, they wanted a podcast episode to go out every week, but they didn't necessarily want to always be recording a podcast, like every week recording a new one. So my clients and I started thinking about how they could start to batch their episodes And we could really start to plan in advance what their content for a quarter would look like. And when we did that, I started to realize like, wow, this is going to create so much space for me and so much space for them. Um, Even when we think back to the way I would create content for clients before, where we'd have an idea for a blog, get it out, you know, it was all very loosey-goosey. Let's say where podcasts is so structured, the process for every episode is exactly the same. You use Use the same systems and processes every time you can really get into a rhythm. And I definitely noticed with my own podcast for the last two years, you know, it's the same every week. The format of the podcast is the, is the same. The way I write the outlines is the same. The way they get published is the, the same. You know, we use the same templates to create the graphics, all the marketing materials. I started to see how much space there was within podcast management to create real structure. And this allowed me Um, stuff like being able to take the summer mostly off and things like that because I was able to plan in advance. I could be like, all right, so I want to take a month off. um, So that's four podcast episodes. How can I adjust my project plan to fit that in so that I can do that? So I've really started to see the power and the structure of podcasting. And I had never had that in my business before. So it was really eye-opening and life-changing, especially during the pandemic when we were all operating with less time, less resources, less energy, less mental capacity. I knew that with podcasting, I could so easily get into these systems and plug and play for each episode. I could still deliver high-quality content to my clients without burning myself out or driving myself crazy. The other really beautiful transformation that happened as I niched into podcast management was my confidence just exploded because I had spent so much time working with so many different clients on devising strategies for their podcasts, creating backend systems to support production. I was like, wow, I really know the ins and outs of this stuff. Like, you know how sometimes you get that question, um, you see on social media or in Facebook groups, if you had to speak for 30 minutes unprepared, what could you speak about? For me, I could talk about podcasting for hours on end with no preparation because I had really learned the ins and outs of it. And I really started to notice a major shift that happened um, in the dynamic between me and my clients. Back when I was that all-purpose general VA doing all the things for them, it very much felt like that employer-employee relationship. Whereas when I niched into podcast management, suddenly I was being seen more on the same level as my clients. They saw that they had their unique zones of genius and I was operating in mine. And so we were able to collaborate um, more together. You know, they trusted me more. They had the confidence that I could deliver what they needed. And that just skyrocketed my confidence, which leads me to my next point. Um, collaborating with these clients was one of the most rewarding things I've done, honestly, in my life. I was working with very inspiring, empowering women who were doing amazing work in the world. They had amazing messages to put out in their podcast. They were doing 
good stuff. And so for me, every week to sit down with my headphones on, listen to their words, hear their their perspectives, learn new things from them, I found so much joy and fulfillment from that. I got into a rhythm with these, um, with doing the weekly podcast editing where it was almost like going to class every week, but in a fun way. It didn't feel like work. I felt like I was learning. And from people that I had already looked up to and respected and admired so much. So that's one really, really neat thing about podcast management is if you can find clients that are aligned with you, you're going to be constantly surrounding yourself with messaging that inspires you, educates you, and uplifts you. And I definitely found that to be true in my business. I saw a ripple effect happen in my life because I was doing such, um, working for such powerful, amazing, positive people. And it bled into my life in a really good way. Instead of my life work bleeding into my life in a stressful way, it was me immersed in the content of people that I really admired. And I learned so much from that. And then the other part that felt so fulfilling was finally reaching those time freedom and those financial goals. Even after a couple of years in my business, you know, I was booked out with clients, which is a lot of our goals as service providers, especially in that first couple years. We want to bring in clients. We want to get that little extra money um, to um, contribute to our household or replace our nine to five income, whatever that goal is. But I found that until I niched and specialized my business, I couldn't fully achieve those goals. I wasn't making as much as I could have made when I was working as an all-purpose virtual assistant. And we'll talk more about that in next week's episode. Um, actually, is about how much you might be losing out on if you're offering too many services. But, you know, by being able to package up my services in a more dynamic way, offer more high-value services, provide a complete transformation for my clients, and then have that structure in my life and in my relationships with my clients. Finally, I was starting to see the money that I wanted to see, and I was starting to see the time freedom I wanted to see, and it took specializing my business to really make that happen. The other thing that I touched on a little bit earlier um, that I really saw a huge transformation was just in recognizing the power of podcasts as a foundational market tool for people. You know, podcasts are a really powerful thing when we get into it. They're such an intimate way to connect with people, and it's such a systemized way of creating consistent content. So I started to see how much more structured and aligned um, my client's content was with their offers. And it seemed like it was because it we were supported by this beautiful foundation of podcasting. We know that podcasting can be a jumping off point and can provide content for so many things in a person's business um, when you have a weekly podcast. So with a weekly podcast, now you easily have three or four social media posts a week. You have a newsletter every week. You can have a blog every week. And it all starts with podcasting as that foundation. So seeing that power of podcasting really inspired me in my own business and it showed me how all the different pieces of marketing can really come together in an amazing way, especially when we work with our clients to create strategic plans for creating that podcast content. So I learned so much more um, about marketing overall just by being a podcast manager. Uh, so my intention of today's episode is not so much to tell you, you need to be a podcast manager, but to once again, remind you guys, as I've done many times and will continue to do that major transformations take place when you specialize and focus your business. If you haven't found that specialty for your business yet, you might 
really not be reaching the potential that you could be reaching. You, we hear this all the time. You got to niche down. And I'm telling you right now, you really and truly do. I saw it in my own business. And now that I've transitioned more into coaching and teaching, I'm seeing those exact same transformations happen with my one-on-one clients. Everything changes when they find that focus, and I want the same for you too. So I hope today's episode kind of lit up your brain a little bit. If you had any thoughts during this episode, if any questions came up, I would love to hear. Um, Maybe you started thinking, I want to be a podcast manager, or maybe I want to eliminate some of the extra services. Um, But whatever it is, keep me updated. Find me on Instagram um, and leave me me a comment on my most recent post or send me a DM. Let me know what you thought of today's episode, what it lit up for you. I would love to have a conversation. I look forward so much to hearing from you, and I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning into the Support Squad podcast. If you liked this episode, I'd love for you to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. It's been a long time since I asked y'all for that, but it makes me feel more connected to you and it helps new folks find the podcast. Because of the transformation I saw in my business when I niched podcast management, I'm ready to share all of my secrets with service providers who are also interested in becoming podcast managers. And if you know anything about me, you'll know that I'm pretty extra. I expect the folks I mentor and coach to become the best of the best. That's why I'm excited to announce a new live workshop on October 27th, my birthday. The workshop is called Not Your Basic Podcast Manager, Four Steps to Becoming a Profitable In-Demand Podcast Pro. And inside, I'll be teaching you what it takes to stand out from the rest as a podcast manager. Join me to learn how to find your podcasting special sauce, how to take a leadership role with clients, my process for helping clients create a strategic and intentional plan for podcast content, and my secrets behind building streamlined systems for podcast production. If you've been thinking about getting started with podcasting or wanting to take your current podcasting skills to the next level, you don't want to miss this. Register now at notyourbasicpodcastmanager.com. That's notyourbasicpodcastmanager.com.